Welcome to Peace of Authenticity for the Remnant. We are so excited that you chose to spend your time with us today. A Remnant is a peace that remains. This is a podcast for the Remnant rising in this hour. The Remnant is a group of people who seek Jesus like it's their last hope because he is. In this podcast, we encourage, equip, and champion you to rise up and take a stand for Christ in the world that we live in. Something that is a passion of ours is truly reading the Word of God in the proper context so that you get everything out of it that is intended. We are in a six-part series that will equip you to read the Bible in the way that it was intended to be read. And we're teaching these lenses and truths from Brad Gray's ebook, which is called The Number One Mistake Most Everyone Makes Reading the Bible. So as we always say, don't be afraid to join in on the conversation. Everybody. Hi, everyone. Yeah. Wow, I did not like the way I said welcome, hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> hi, <All right>. guys. <laughs> so we are going to get right into it today because right this is the it. last week. This is. This is part six. Of the six. lenses <sighs> on how to pretty, read the Bible in context. It's been pretty Let's eye-opening. Go. Pretty, pretty awesome. We, I've really, really enjoyed this series. It's been so yeah, enlightening. It's it's made me actually oh, have your... to study. Oh, Sorry, I'm gonna mute that. That sounds bad. There we go. What? I said it makes me actually have to study. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. But I mean, but it's it's cool though, because you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna dive in, you know, you you have to you have to study. You have to look at things from multiple angles and do different things. And so here we are. Last week we did the linguistic lens mm-hmm. and now this week we're going to do literary which literary. those two kind of according to brad's book those two kind of run hand in hand they're, kind of they're not necessarily twins but they're definitely siblings does that explain it no <laughs> i know but it doesn't at all but anyways so with the linguist <laughs> so with the linguistic lens okay it's about the languages so for the bible like we were talking about was the hebrew and the greek and some Aramaic throughout it, right? So that's what the linguistic is about. So the liter, oh my gosh, the literary lens actually addresses the literature of the Bible. Okay, so it starts off with some subcategories that he talks about, and he talks about the genre, the design, the W's, and the placement. So I'm going to go a little bit into each of those so we can kind of see what I'm talking about. Oh, that's a nice little dance you have. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so the first one is genre, okay, so most people don't realize, okay, that there are eight different genres in the Bible. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Did you know that? No. Doesn't that make it sound interesting? No, I knew that because I read this book. No, but before, okay, anyways, so let's go through those eight different genres that are all throughout the Bible, okay, there's the historical narrative, and so it's just talking about an event, right, by carefully selecting and organizing the details so that the lessons to be learned from the event become more apparent, okay, Mm. Um, and so it's very... Narrative. (laughs) 
You took the word right out of my mouth, Aubrey. Thank you. <laughs> okay. The second genre that's in the Bible is Hebrew poetry. I love this one because poets speak in more abstract fashion. Okay. So we're talking about Psalms. We're talking about some of the um, Old Testament prophets even. Okay. And so um, we have to realize like, hey, this might not be exactly literal because it is poetry. Kind of that mindset when you realize that it's Hebrew poetry. Okay. The next genre is law. So law consists of divine directives that contain little, if any literary embellishment. Okay. So we're talking about Leviticus. It's just straightforward. Yeah. We talk about Leviticus right there. Okay. Um, numbers. The next, yeah, the next, yeah. Numbers. The next genre is wisdom. So wisdom, mm -hmm. which automatically makes me think of Proverbs, right? Cause that is yeah. one. Um, it combines Hebrew poetry and law. Okay. So it's a nice little mixy mix of both of those. Um, oh, and then some of Job is that, is that the wisdom. Okay. And then the fifth genre is prophecy. Okay. So prophets prophecy. bring a message from God to people whose immediate circumstances reveal a need for correction, hope, and an insight into the future. Yeah. Okay. Isaiah, um, exactly. Jeremiah. Limitations, Ezekiel, yeah. Daniel, Hosea. Okay, no, Daniel is actually some of the historical narrative as well. Anyways, yeah. Um, and the next one is parable. So Jesus said a lot of parables, right? Mm -hmm. So the parable takes a well-known image from the writer's everyday surroundings and by analogy turns it into a divine truth. Jesus yeah. was amazing at that. Um, and the seventh one is a letter, a.k.a. epistle. Okay, so as news of Jesus spread into new contexts and cultures, questions arose with regard to lifestyle and theology. These theological and moral issues were clarified in letters, okay, addressed to these different churches. So that's where you find the letters of Paul, James, you know, some of those different letters. First yeah. Peter, Second Peter, all those. Um, and then apocalyptic. Okay, so apocalyptic literature makes use of um, fantastic images and extended visual metaphors in a bid to create hope among those facing difficult days. Um, so we're talking about revelation, you know, certain things like that. Um, some of Daniel. Well, and, and that's what Brad was saying in the book, that a lot of books of the Bible have multiple genres exactly. in them. Exactly, yes. Because, I mean, I, I tend to think that apocaly apocalyptic also refers back to even the prophet stuff where, uh -huh. you know, yes. God would show Jeremiah this big, incredible image and, you know, this is, but, you know, like, or whenever he told them that they were going to go into captivity, mm -hmm. you know, like it, it was just, it was already going to happen. Yeah, you like, didn't have a choice. So you might as well just get ready for it. Well, even Isaiah, some of his prophecies still haven't happened yet. Right. And so it's, it's really interesting. So the Lord didn't mm -hmm. just show the prophets just, Hey, in a month, like he showed them different times and different um, prophecies there. Okay. So then, um, the next subcategory we're going to go into after genre is the design. Okay. So every book has its own literary design and structure. No book, uh, was haphazardly composed in the Bible. Okay. There's a form to every single one of these books. Knowing how a book is designed allows you to see the major themes and navigate to the particulars of that book with greater intention and clarity. Okay. So when you realize the design and why it it is there, right? Okay, so the next one is the W's. The W's are the who, the where, the when, and the why. So we must always ask these questions when we're going through these books of the Bible and studying them. So the who and the where, like who wrote the book? Where did they write it from? What are their circumstances? You know, certain things like that. Um, to whom was it written if it was a letter? Um, where did they reside? Actually, no, to whom it was written, that could apply to any of the books, not just the letters. Um, okay, and so... It's a really interesting concept there. So the next W is the when. Okay, so when was the book written? That will really open your eyes historically to 
um, the surroundings that they were dealing with whenever this book was written. Okay, is the material in the book from an earlier time period or is it contemporary with the composition date? For example, like the books of Chronicle were composed after the Babylonian exile, which is interesting, right? But then you have Samuel and the Kings. So Chronicles was written way after that. And so it's really interesting to actually see that. Well, why was it written again after the exile? And oh, I can see the differences here, right? So that's another thing with the win. And so the next, the last W is why. So why was the book written? Okay, and what's its overall purpose? So all of those are really important. The next subcategory is placement. Okay, so this deals with where a particular passage or story resides. In addressing the placement, you want to address it on three different levels. So here are the three different levels. Okay, within the book, um, what's immediately surrounding this passage or story in the book, okay? Um, within the author's other writings, so does the author address this anywhere else in their writings? How does that impact the reading of the current story or passage? And then within the larger biblical narrative, narrative. So where is this story found in the overall narrative of the Bible and certain questions like that? So of course, like this is pretty deep, you know, going through all this, this will take time. This will take, um, this will, this will take significant time. It also shows significant revelation through these questions. Okay. And so at the end here, I want to, we always talk about the que the que (laughs) the key questions, the The que, the que questions to ask. These are the questions okay what type of genre is this so that was the first sub um subcategory okay so what's its literary design and then what are uh, are there parallel stories meaning does this story have echoes to other stories which a lot of the times they do because see they all connect yes yeah, you'll find connect. that out <laughs> it all connects no but see okay so that's a, that's a lot of information it's a lot of information coming at you all at once which is why We've been saying from the very beginning to <laughs> read, this book. read the book. Don't just take our word for everything because literally, guys, we are diving into this for the very first time with you. I mean, yeah, we, we do some preparations, obviously, before course, the podcast, but um, ultimately, we're we're kind of... On you know first timers, we're at learning this too. together, people. Yeah, so that's what's cool about it is like we don't want to we don't want to sit here from a position of we have everything figured Tough. out. This um, is yeah. let's dive in together and yes. figure it out. Hundred percent. And so it's really cool. Okay, we talked about Ephesians in in one of the other podcasts. I don't remember which one. Um, it was part four. Visual. Visual. Yeah, it was the visual lens where we talked about the the Roman armor and how Paul used that imagery. imagery right to to put pieces together for everyday people living in the Roman world and so in the spirit of that and just keeping with the lenses mm-hmm. i thought that for this breakdown for purposes of the podcast today that we could just stick with that same with that same kind of storyline yeah, of topic. ephesians right and the topic and just kind of break it down <clears throat> and go through what what it is that Brad's talking yes. about to to break all this stuff down, and so that's that's what we we decided to do. So you have you have genre, design, W's, and placement. These are the things that I'm breaking down mm-hmm. for the book of Ephesians, and maybe there will be some information that comes out of this that you didn't already know because for me there was a lot of things that came out of it that I didn't know. Yeah, cuz we, we don't usually ask these questions yeah, and look for we don't. these answers. I just I, I'm I I used to just look for scripture until I found something that really spoke to me or really encouraged me and then I bounced. 
That's yeah. it. That's oh, all that I needed. Oh, that felt good. Moving oh, on. That, yeah, that, that felt really good to see that. Oh, oh yeah, God's grace is sufficient for me. Okay, that, that's all Aww. I needed. Yeah. But but I want to I dive in deeper. And not, not that God's grace isn't sufficient for me. I don't want to say that. <laughs> but what are is. the other things around right, that verse? But, but what are the other things that kind of pour into it? Like, I, want to, I want to know the scriptures, not just pick and choose verses based off of what I think will register with people or register with myself. I want to know the whole story. Yeah. I think the, the church is, um, a lot of the church is really bad about like the Bible becoming like checks mix. You know, you have your favorite pieces in checks mix. So you take those out and you eat them and you leave the others. Um, we have to learn that even if maybe we're reading it and it's uncomfortable to us, that it doesn't matter how we feel. Like our feelings yeah. are futile. Our feelings change by the day and yeah. by the wind. So we just have to dive into the word of God and have the faith that God is who he says he is. And let's find out who he really is. Not who we want him to be, but exactly who God is. Yeah, absolutely. So in, in sticking with Ephesians, right, because we've already, we've already been there in some of the other podcasts. And so we'll just, we'll just stay right there. And so we'll break it down into this literary lens that, that Brad's talking about, kind of give you an example of what it means to, to really break it down. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so the genre is, it's an epistle, right? It's, it's a letter. Mm -hmm. And so, um, what is the literary design? So it's, it's in letter format, right? Like all of yeah. Paul's letters, right? I mean, that's what they are. They have an intro, they have the body and they have the conclusion. Like it's, it's written down. It's so we're dealing with an epistle when it comes to Ephesians. And, uh, so the third question was, are there parallel stories? Does this passage echo in other stories? Well, what I didn't realize is how, how similar Ephesians and Colossians are. Mm. And so they're two different letters written by Paul or, you know, some scholars now believe that maybe Ephesians wasn't written by Paul himself, but it was written by a disciple of Paul. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm going to leave that up to other people to debate that. But if, according to what I know, it's Paul's letter because it says from Paul. So, so unless someone lied. Yeah, I'm going I'm to take, take his word um. for it. Okay, so so Ephesians and Colossians is, is their parallel stories. Here's, here's what I found out. Okay, so according to biblical scholars, the main difference between Ephesians and Colossians was Ephesians was written more personal because mm. Paul knew the Ephesian leaders personally. The Colossian church leaders he never met. Oh. So he pushes the envelope a little bit more and goes into more detail with the letter to the Ephesians because he knows they can handle it because they have a relationship. Mm, um, what is that? Uh, what is that? Song? Um, no scripture. Blessed are the wounds of a friend or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's so true because as yeah. I was reading that, I was sitting there thinking about, have you guys ever been on a trip somewhere else and, and you know, you walk through a major city and you have those street corner preachers Oh yeah, that are literally standing there yeah. with their signs, t telling everybody that they're going to hell. Yeah, that always and, makes me feel really good. You know, it's time it's time to repent, or you'll die in the lake <laughs> of fire. And you know, listen, I there's only one way into heaven. The Bible is very exactly. clear. There's there's one way into heaven, and that's through Christ Jesus. But the Bible is very clear also in other parts about telling us how to love people and how to confront. It says truth in love, truth in grace. Right. And so and I, I don't want to be that person that's knocking on what somebody else feels called to do. But I think right there, the very reason 
why Paul talked a little bit more in depth and kind of called out the Ephesians a little bit more in his letters than he did the Colossians was because he had personal relationship. He he wasn't just sitting kind of on a high horse going, well, you need to do this because, you know, he, he did say in other, follow me as I follow Christ. But when you have that personal relationship, when, when somebody knows that, that they can trust you and they know that you are who you say that you are, they will take harsher criticism from mm-hmm. you. They will take truth in love from you and that can kind of be harsh and it can be really direct, but they'll receive it because you have a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought that that was powerful is, is the difference there. But here's what's crazy, okay? So there are 155 verses in the book of Ephesians and 73 of those 155 can also be found in Colossians. Copy paste much, Paul. Yeah. So like, listen, listen, Paul was <laughs> on like, that. Listen, y'all all got the same problems. Hey, hey, listen, <laughs> you, you, when you're in, when you're in school and you have to write a paper, you take somebody else and you just rewrite, you just, Paul would have gotten in trouble if, your if, plagiarism. if they had yeah. that program, what was that one program <laughs> yeah. and it'll read, yeah. it, it, dang it, what's yeah, it called? plagiarism, turn yeah. it in. <laughs> yeah, turn it turn in. Turn it in. Com. Yeah. Yeah. So, so out of 155 verses in Ephesians, 73 of them are also in Colossians. Wow. Um, and, and they they share that cross-reference character with that dude that's name starts with a T. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like Tai Chi. Tai Chi. Tai Yeah, we butcher names on this podcast. Tai Because um, it's yeah, fun. We we are the chiefs among sinners. I'm just kidding. We're the chiefs. <laughs> We are the chiefs among sinners. Uh, okay, so the church in Ephesus became this. This is a cool, fun fact. Also, is that I found in in my research going through there, the church in Ephesus actually became the head of the seven churches in Asia Aubrey, Minor. Do you think that Paul knew that? So that's why he spent so much time there. Yeah, I, I think that Paul recognized really the awesome. the importance, and um, you know, let's not forget that Paul was credited to the growth of the church in Ephesus and the beginning of the church in Ephesus. I think when we actually talked about Ephesus a little bit before they said, we said that the disciple John, you know, uh-huh. the one whom Jesus loved, he actually started a few of the churches there. Okay. But Paul was actually the one that was accredited to, um, all the, in all. Actually. Yeah. So in the, in the next section, it's the who and the where. So we're in the, we're in, we're the, in the W's, W's. right? Because we we did genre, we did detail. What what was it? Design. Design. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now so we're now in the we're in the W's. It's who, when, where, and why. Okay. So now we're breaking this down. I'm excited. Who and where, and and I wrote in my notes supposedly, um, supposedly Paul because I actually found an article like a scholarly article where they said it's a split decision between you know uh, people nowadays thinking that it wasn't actually it was written in Paul's style and it was written to actually be from Paul but they think it was actually written by somebody else but that's not for me to say so they're actually split on when it was if it was Paul or one of his disciples but um the leading minds in it say it was written while he was under mm-hmm. house arrest in Rome mm-hmm. however um, you know, the, also the building of the church in Ephesus is actually credited to Paul. Okay. So who in the where? All right. So Paul wrote it while he was under house arrest 
in Rome, mm-hmm. and also where they say that he wrote Colossians and uh, Philemon. Mm. So that we, we have the stage set on that. And you can dive in there. Guys, I'm telling you, there's so many resources at your disposal when you're just Googling and, you know, study, diving deep into scripture and things like that. And we'll probably give you guys some safe websites too, because sometimes, I mean, they probably. Yeah, are. some of them are pretty sketchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, not we'll to, not to throw anybody there. under the bus, but there are some denominations that have stuff out there that I won't read. Like, anyway. like what? Nope. I'll digress. <laughs> So <laughs> no, so, but but where? So we, but well, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> so so we have the where we or we have the who and the where. Okay, so then the next one is oh. when, and uh-huh. that's AD sixty two around AD sixty two, um, and that's where it comes in there. Where it says what many say that it was written around the same time as Colossians and Philemon while Paul was under house arrest in prison, um, but some scholars also think now that it was written between AD 80 and AD 100. Scholars, but, calm down, But people. that's what scholars do, man. Figure it they go out. in there and they get their degrees and they're just like, oh I'm about to change gosh. the world and you know find pieces. Listen, that's not for me. I'm a beginner. I'm not going to pretend like I know what's going on. Did they ask the Lord these questions? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, listen. If you, they went to school for all the years to learn how to research this stuff, yeah, I guess. and I'll, I'll trust, I'll trust that they think that they know what they're doing. Yeah, and I guess. that they're empowered by the Holy Spirit, like all of us, to do what they're supposed to be doing. Anyway, anyway. So that's the win, AD sixty-two, somewhere around in there, and we're talking about Paul. So we're still on Ephesians. All right, and so here's the last one. Why? Okay. Um, from the research that I found, okay, okay, you can you can summarize, you can summarize the the book of Ephesians in these two statements that I typed out. And it says Paul wrote this letter to encourage Gentile believers and to make it clear that Jews and Gentiles have been brought together as part of one body in Christ, mm. and we are all first class citizens in the body of Christ. Like there is no. There is no separation there. Greater than. Yeah, greater than. Like we we as Gentiles have been grafted in and we are we are in the party. I'm and so glad we, made we don't it. we don't have to have any type of seating that's different than anybody that's Jewish that believes in Christ. We are all We're not in like if you go to a basketball game at a small town school, you have the visitor section where the seats are so uncomfortable and then yeah. you have the home section which is yeah, like super nice. That's we're ratchet. not in the visitor section and then Yeah. We're home we're home team. <laughs> we're all home team. Home team. Let's go. So, okay, so so we have that. And that's number that's number 1 and then number 2 um, so Paul was also concerned that his audience may be, uh, was blah, 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 is also concerned that his audience be made aware mm, of the moral laws that they may be falling <gasps> short in. Because ignorance is not bliss. Yes, it's not. I know that that saying is there, but I've never really believed it because have you ever been in a, in a, like a situation where, you get caught off guard by something because you are so completely ignorant to the yes, facts. Every day. And then, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're sitting there going, oh, well, oh, I, well I'm a where, loser. Where am I? Like, I wish somebody would have told me that a long time ago. Learn to live your everyday <laughs> life with the W's. The yeah. who, the when, the where, the why. And you won't be yeah, ignorant. For sure. Okay, so here was the, the last kind of thing. I didn't have this pulled up here because I'm a slacker. Um which one are you talking about? The placement? Uh, no. 
Oh. I was going to end just with um, with Ephesians 2 because here's oh, okay. here's the thing that is so cool about Ephesians. You know, we're we're talking about we're we're talking about learning all these lenses and and, and doing all this stuff, you know, it's all it's all cake. Um but okay, I'm so sorry. I should have had this ready. I was planning on using my phone, but then this is on my phone, so I didn't do it. And Jordan, you um guys, do y'all see what I deal with? I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's not ever bad. Yeah, no. Um normally I'm really prepared, um, but this time I wasn't. Okay. All right. Oh, let's make it afar. So so here we go. <laughs> Ephesians chapter two. Love I've been that. waiting to do this for a long time because I saw a video and I'm not gonna say anybody's name. Um, but I saw this video where this where this pastor was preaching and he goes on this rant about something in scripture. It's a very passionate rant. Yeah, it's a very passionate rant. And at the very end he goes, and that is the gospel. And you know, it, I watched another video dude. where where somebody spliced in these other these other <laughs> pastors in the background, and they're like, "That's not the gospel." That's not the gospel. Okay, so when we say this is the gospel, yeah. okay, the book of Ephesians is so powerful yeah. because, in in our opinion, this this is the gospel from Ephesians chapter two. And if you and, think we're wrong, then don't think that because yeah. it is. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, do do whatever you want. Okay, so. <laughs> Okay, so so Ephesians chapter two, and I'm gonna start at verse one Let's because go. I think that this is this this is amazing. Okay, and it says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, mm -hmm. in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, mm -hmm. according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. So we're talking about the enemy, right? Mm -hmm. Among them we're among them, we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging in desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, I love that statement right there, verse 4, but God, being rich in mercy because of his great love, which he had loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ by faith, oh, by grace, you have been saved. Verse six, okay? And raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse seven, so that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. And verse 8 right here, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, and not, yeah. And not of yourselves. Yeah, and not of yourselves. Sorry, there's so much writing on the screen. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one can boast. Verse 10 for we are his workmanship mm -hmm. created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. That is the gospel. He did this exactly earlier in our kitchen when he read it. And he was like, that. <laughs> Listen, I can be, I can be as passionate as the next person. But literally though, here, here's the thing. 
the the essence if if you could if you could break down the gospel yeah. of Jesus Christ into into one sentence now there's a lot of details in there that you're missing but but here's the thing in in basic christianity and and I know I don't consider myself of that I'm a follower of Jesus I I don't want to be called a christian anymore cuz anybody can be a christian um but this is the very essence of it all saved by grace not because of anything that I had done but because of the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ I've been saved saved by grace through faith like I have to have the faith to know that I've been forgiven right and not because of anything that I've done but because he's rich in mercy and and grace and so that I can't boast for anything mm-hmm. and that is the gospel if if this mic wasn't so expensive, I'd pick it up and just drop it. Yeah, don't do that. I'm just kidding. But okay, so but but see, like what what was cool though is we we literally break down these literary lenses, right? The outline and you're studying it, and when when you when you look at it through this lens of of context, it makes you dive deeper, and then it really helps you just get into the word more. So then I even found myself today, like I'm I'm looking for bits and pieces yeah. for this thing in Ephesians, and I come across Ephesians chapter two, and I'm like, that's it. That's that's the gospel. I mean, I already knew it, but it's like that it was a reminder. So everything pieced together, you know, like the the Lord was just like, just use Ephesians. So I'm thinking, okay, yeah, Ephesians. And then I come across the gospel. Mm-hmm. And there, yeah. Ephesians is, we really love Ephesians because there's so much like visual, like yeah. amazingness to it that I think we'll go into another podcast with eventually. Because it's like all about the Roman life where Paul, like we talked about in part four, that Paul just like turned it around for Christ. But it's just so interesting. And it's a man that is in prison, but he's speaking with so much life and so much like the title of that little part of chapter two that Aubrey just read is Made Alive in Christ. Mm -hmm. Like thinking about the fact that Paul was literally on house arrest awaiting trial and he would most likely be guilty. You know what I mean? That sort of mindset. But he has this mindset of that's the gospel. <laughs> like his, it's it's amazing because no matter what our situations are in life, it, it doesn't matter, right? Because we were yeah. saved by grace through faith. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah, and I, I think that breaking it down into all this stuff, like understanding, you know, who, where, why, it helps you understand the letter that's being that's being written and why Paul is saying everything that he's saying. And it just, it just brings the word to life. And I know that this is the, this is the last lens before we finish out this book. I hope that you guys are all, you know, downloading this. I mean, the book's free. It's, it's a free copy and you can keep it on a, you know, on a tab on your computer and go to it anytime you're reading Mm -hmm. scripture and you can refresh your mind on it. This is the very last one of this, and then the next next week we have Brad on here, and he's gonna dive a little bit more into it because he's oh like gosh. he's an actual person that does this, you know, for a living, <laughs> and you know, person. so he's an actual person that does this for a living, and so like we're just you know we're just with y'all, we're kind of being beginners <laughs> in this, just trying to guess as we're going, but 
Uh, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Next week's going to be awesome. I hope you guys tune in. You know, share share this with somebody. Yeah. That we're going to be talking about everything from walking the text, uh, Brad's ministry, to the teaching series that he does on YouTube, to the Jerusalem tours that we're hopefully going to go on next year. February. When, when all this nonsense quits. Um, yeah. But... It's going to be awesome, and then we're going to just have Brad just teach out of out of the gifting that that the Lord's given him. He also does the IBC conference. I think there's one coming up pretty soon again. Yeah, we went to Colorado. that one in, in Franklin, Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. So it's so it's, good. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's good. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Mm-hmm. I hope that that this has kind of just sparked a fire in you to dive into Scripture and just really learn context learn the 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 genres the design the who when where and why of scripture because it, it makes it come alive and it's not just so oh man i gotta read my bible because this is like no yeah. i, I want to read my bible because i want to discover this i want to know who paul is as as a writer as a person mm-hmm. what he's going through at the time that he's writing this because then it helps the words jump off the page or it helps the words jump out of the screen and where you're in it Mm-hmm. You're in it to win it. And and I want to ask you guys too, if this series, this past six weeks, really um, the the book that we've been going through, the lenses, if this has sparked like a, a new hunger in you and a new mm-hmm. excitement to get in the word of God, then share it. Yeah. Um, we don't care how many people listen to our podcast. We really don't. We're just we're just doing yeah. what we hear the Lord at, you know ask us to do. It's just so important that if this has impacted you, if this has created a hunger inside of you for the yeah. Word of God, then sharing it with someone is is so important. It really, really is. Yeah. So thank you guys again for joining us. We'll see you next week. Brad will be here. It'll be well. He won't actually be here. We'll be on a Zoom call. It'll be awesome. You don't want to miss that. And um, thank you for your continued support. And hit us up on social media. Take some pictures of the shirts. If you bought shirts, they're put coming. Them on they're in yeah. the mail. Share them. If you ordered Share one. Share them. Joints. If you ordered one. If you didn't order one, there's not a shirt in the mail for you. Yeah. I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah, don't. Don't be thinking that a shirt's coming if you didn't order one. Oh it's not. my gosh, it's not. Listen, you guys be blessed this week. Thank you for joining us for this last lens. We'll see you next week right here. Same time, same place. Oh, I hit my elbow. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>